I didn't mean to, but I think I called the Harvard Business Review. What did I say? I told them to shut their cake hole. And I just sort of didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't mean to say it quite like that, but it just came out like that. You so they um, explain the article and the context. So Nikki Stamp tweeted a an HBR article written by two women, talking about. Uh, how women are deficient when they go into salary negotiations. And it was actually the relevance to, even though it's from the Harvard Business Review, the relevance to medicine is that it was in response to a particular doctor who is an MD, PhD, having concerns about um, a contract negotiation. Yeah, so the... So the H- there was so a, a direct relevance. Yeah, so the HBR is saying... Um, women aren't good at part of the reason why the pay is a problem is because women aren't good at negotiating. So they they put up this helpful um, piece about how women could be better negotiators. And I really, I, I for a moment I wasn't really sure if it was a parody or not. Like I thought, is this a serious? Is this a serious article? And when I when I read the tip that said that you should cultivate positive emotions when you go into a negotiation and that you should you should think of a joyful activity (laughs) so this was their top tip so here I am going to see my boss and I want to negotiate what my salary should be and one of the HBR top tips for women is to cultivate a positive emotion and you can do that by thinking of a joyful activity so that got me kind of wondering what, what, kind, you, what, what kind, kind of, of joyful? Well, Sonny Wilson, <laughs> Wilson will tell you that's winemaking, Tanya. So am I thinking about winemaking before I'm going into uh, a, a negotiation with my boss? Am I, I mean, you're an obstetrician gynecologist. Could we think about something in that general area before we're well, going into a negotiation with our boss? Like, sex. <laughs> like, is that what you're, so you're, I don't know. You're I guess of, it depends yeah. on what your definition of a joyful activity is. That's right. So, you know, you're thinking of a joyful activity and then you're going into a meeting with your boss to talk about your salary. Is that, that's what the HBRs really are recommending. So then they go on and they say you need to boost your emotional intelligence. <laughs> well, I think so we must boost our emotional intelligence prior to going into into uh, these negotiations because uh, when we're in positive moods, we're more likely to collaborate rather than to compete. And then we should do some mindfulness as well. So that's how women can go into negotiations and sort out the pay with their boss. Just be positive, think of a joyful activity, be mindful and boost your emotional intelligence. And I think so there you go. There was something in there about Confidence. Be confident. Be confident. And they said go in there with data. So you've got to go in there with data to see what, what you should be worth and what everyone else is worth. So, the, yes. uh, don't, so whilst you're looking pretty, smile on your face and ready to go. Make sure you bring some numbers in there with you as well. There you go, right. ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, a, do you I think it was a real again. article? Or was it? Um, I, I think it is a real article and I think it's hugely concerning and I completely agree with what Nikki said, which is <laughs> pretty much it's, well, 
I think it's a load of bullshit. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to embrace that, keeping in mind that last weekend I was um, Dr. Sweary, uh, curly head, uh, gyny Barbie. Um, so here in Australia, we accept swearing. So whilst our American listeners might have a problem with it, it's bullshit. Um, <laughs> because I can't imagine that any man I know is cultivating any of those things when they're going into any negotiation. They are not. That's just not how it works. It's not how it should work for anybody. Um, And what Nikki said, which I completely agree with, is this is not about confidence. This is, there are plenty of women who are confident about what they're worth and it is the system around them that is not allowing for that to happen. And so, and we are seeing this over and over and over again. And, you know, I messaged you early today and said, this is just the deja vu of the deja vu of the deja vu. Um, the week that it's the six month anniversary of um, the Lancet um, special issue on women. And I'm just confused that HBR published this article. It's just, you know, and the thing is they go, oh, you should be more confident. But then the problem is if a woman is confident, then you're too confident and you're too pushy. So it's kind of, and I sort of tried to, you know, I tweeted about, it's like, whatever you do, you're, you're just wrong. You're just, you're, you're too confident or you're too insipid or you're too pushy or too, you're too quiet or too many opinions, not enough or too fat or too skinny or too single or too married or not enough kids or too many kids or too too many boyfriends or too many girlfriends or just all this um, noise and commentary all the time about how women perform in the workplace. And I just don't see men spoken about in that way. And then I think think there are some, so I I think that that's unfair. And I think that um, I, I think this is primarily a gender issue, but I think there are some male colleagues and some, um, other colleagues who face um, the same unconscious bias, and I think this is what this is. And the system needs to be set up in such a way that there is equity, regardless of gender, race, language, sexuality, um, like, you know, <laughs> where you went to medical school, what you did before you went to medical school what you've said about all those examples of whether you've got children, whether you don't have children, uh, what your outside activities are, it needs to be set up in such, an, in, in such a way that it, there is equity so that this is a non-discussion. See, um, and the interesting thing is people think that when, when women like you and I talk about gender issues that we hate men and that we're pointing the finger at men. Well, actually we're not. This article is written by two women and many of the uh, worst comments I get on this issue are actually from other women so I was at morning tea the other day and had another was talking about some issues in medicine about for example you know some surgeons would prefer to have an anaesthetist who was who was the same gender as them because most surgeons are men that would be male anaesthetists and in fact this woman who's a professional who's a parent of daughters thought that was completely reasonable she said well you know women have got children uh, they've got childcare issues, they might be unreliable and the work needs to be done. So she thought it was completely fair that women were denied work opportunities on the, basis of, on the basis of their gender. She, that's what she said to me, it's totally fair, fair enough. She, she understands that. Oh, she works in a man's world and she understands. The men don't also have children and responsibilities? Well, yeah. 
right. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So moving on from that. Um, <laughs> I think it's, you know, I think there are a whole lot of people who possibly listen to us that think that we talk about this all the time, uh, which we don't really. Um, and somehow we've set up this little stuff and nonsense podcast that was not <laughs> supposed to be about gender issues but it just keeps coming up. It just keeps coming up. Like it keeps finding us. Well, I just feel like if you look at the past six months and it's a really like, it's a nice window of time to look at because it's the anniversary of that Lancet issue. um, And it's almost the anniversary of us meeting in real life in Sydney at SMAC. And if you go through that timeline, there has been, you know, there have been over and over and over again, just this, natural collection of events talking about gender issues and I'm not bored with it because it's absolutely vitally important that we talk about this it impacts me directly it impacts so many people that I work with and that I know and that I care about but I kind of have a and I'm not really surprised that we that this is happening over and over again, and that there's been yet more discussions this week about manuals, um, um, and in terms of people doing it right and people doing it not right. But it's kind of like really another week, the same story of people. It's just tiresome. It's just so tiresome.